I'm Jay Mac. And I'm Jess. And you're listening to Base Code Podcast. All right. Back at it. Have you been? Uh, good. Busy. Busy. Ramping up the, the project. Still not ready to talk about it just yet, but uh, hopefully, obviously, before we finish these, I'll, I'll have more of an announcement to make. But yeah, just kind of starting things out. You know, slow but methodical, and uh, just just kind of building up ideas and testing things out. So okay, I saw you um, posted on your blog the other day. It was quite an interesting approach. Yeah, I'm just kind of building those up, and those are a way to kind of test the waters on both sides. Like, one is this stuff people are interested in, but also two, like, is this the direction I want to go? Because like, I don't have everything totally nailed down. Like, I got a a pretty good idea, but some of the finer details are still kind of open. So like the more feedback I get from retweets or likes or people saying things on Twitter, like all that stuff helps kind of guide it. So all the more reason I don't want to say too much about it just yet. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. So last time you mentioned that you had a story and I think it was to do with the reason or the, yeah, the thing that set you on your path to writing base code. So. Ooh, yeah. Good lead in. Do you want to tell us a story? Absolutely. Yeah. So when I was writing base code, I, I really kind of tried to think about it. Like, well, what maybe kind of really put me on this path? And this chapter particularly, removing comments, I think is what nailed it for me. So I guess like a decade ago now, I kind of just was getting a little stagnant at like the local web agencies kind of stuff, you know, and I wanted to just do more, you know, like career wise, like I wanted to know, be like a software engineer, not just like a dev, right? And there's there's a subtle difference there. I'll, I'll save that for another time. But the point is, you know, is like, okay, well, let's go check out companies in Silicon Valley or whatever. And along that journey came across, I forget his last name now. He's Selkirk on Twitter. <laughs> his name's Jeff, uh, but I don't remember the last name. That's funny in our industry. Like we know people, you know, by Twitter. Um <laughs> But anyways, he had interviewed me, given me like a preliminary interview, and um, he kind of pushed me a little bit with like PHP, and he was, you know, why'd you write this? Why'd you write it this way? Why'd you write it that way? You know, just kind of pushed at the code. But he kind of really ended with, what do you think about these comments? And I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. No big deal. And like for him, that was his chance to really just be like, well, that's not really the writing answer. <laughs> Now, he didn't say that, but you could tell this was like one of his measurements of like code quality was the comments and more specifically the lack of comments. And he was like, not hardcore about it or anything, but he just kind of said like, what do you think about removing them? Like, what does the code look like if you remove them? Like, try to remove them. What do you, what do you think? Like, sure, maybe they're not doing any harm, but like, can you make it communicate better in, in that regard? So the comment is not necessary. And it just, I remember the time, like it really just made me think, but it was the single little challenge that stuck with me for like a year. And of course, as developers, we're also like so polarized, right? Like we're very like extremists in this regard. Point is, is that we stayed in touch and like, I just remember for like a year, I just like badgered him and was just like, what about this code sample? See, isn't this comment needed? And it was just every time just nice and cool just like well what if you wrote it this way and it was better and i was just like oh my gosh 
and it took a year of convincing. And so we only have probably like, you know, 25 minutes to convince people, but you know, maybe we can, we can get into kind of the general idea. Yeah. So there's a quote that you put in the book. I think it's actually, I don't know if it's, if it's a quote from you or from someone else, but you said, if we can't explain the code with code, how can we explain it better without code? Which I quite liked. I don't think that was like a JMac original. I feel like that was probably at least adapted from something else. I remember a tweet at some point. It was just this real paradoxical thing of like, if you authored the code and it had a bug, how are you going to be able to fix the bug, right? Like, yeah, it's just these like mind-bending statements. So if it is not something that someone said, it's definitely kind of adapted from that. You know, the whole point is, is of course, like, it's signal, right? And we're developers, so the signal for us is the code. So that's always what we're going to read primarily. Like if you fire up code that you've never seen before or something on GitHub or someone shares, you're not looking at the comment. Like you're looking at the code. Yeah, I mean, I think with the code, or sorry, with comments, they're not, you know, they're not read by the compiler. So they're not necessarily telling you what's going on. They might be telling you what's going on, but the the source of truth is the code. Absolutely, yeah. It's the strongest signal. Exactly, yeah. So there was a few things that you kind of talk about with the the problems with comments, which would be good to go over. Um, and one of them was how it's not read by the compiler. And so, like, the code could have changed since the comment was written. And so you end up with the situation where, they, where you've, like, you read this comment and it's like, what what is this talking about? Like, it's not even, you know, like, it's it's saying kind of the opposite of what the code is doing. Yeah, if you program for long enough, you're definitely going to come across both scenarios. You're going to come across a scenario where the comment was a lifesaver, and you're also going to come across scenarios where the comments sent you on this wild goose chase of trying to understand, okay, wait a second, who's right, the code or the comment? Because they're basically saying opposites of each other. And at the end of the day, the code wins, and that's the point. Like you said, the compiler doesn't you know, look at the comments. The interpreter doesn't look at the comments. The code is what always wins. I don't care what the comment says. Even if it's quote-unquote right, it's not what's happening in the real world. Yeah, and I think that it's kind of, you get into the situation where there's a lot of comments that are kind of explaining the the how or the what, which isn't really that useful. I think the time where comments are really helpful is when they're explaining the why. They're explaining the kind of the motivation behind something, which is particularly useful when you're doing something that isn't necessarily intuitive or obvious. Yeah. And again, I, I think there's examples on both sides. So maybe let's take a step back for a second and kind of disclaim um, a couple things because kind of going back to the other part of the story is, is once I accepted this challenge of removing comments, I wrote kind of an introductory blog post, but I knew I was onto something because it was definitely top five in our programming. It got like tons of responses, you know, and again, the, the very polarized nature of, of us as programmers was apparent. You know, some people were like, oh, comments are a must. And you work on a legacy system, you need comments. And then other people were like, code should be self-documenting and blah, blah, blah. And again, it's, it's very extreme. So let's, let's dispel a few things about comments. First of all, doc blocks are not comments. Doc blocks are documentation. So while they syntactically take the form of comments, those aren't the types of comments that I'm talking about removing. So the go-to counter argument for most developers is 
oh, well, what about this framework or library or, you know, I'm automatically generating documentation from these doc blocks. You know, should I remove those? They're comments. And it's like, again, those aren't really comments. Uh, they're documentation. So if you're using them in that capacity, these aren't the comments that you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> so to be specific, what we're really talking about here is inline code comments and quite literally the single line comment that are you know, above the assignment statement, so to speak, or above a loop. And they're to what a later boss during my career would call the cooking show. So if they are like, first we're going to assign a empty array to the variable data, and then we're going to whip over it with a little loop, <laughs> and we're going to throw it in the database repository, and when it comes out the other side, we're going to send it back as a JSON response. I love that analogy. That's great. <laughs> he could look at your code and just whip that off. But, you know, it was just, it was kind of welcome, you know. It was, it was a good little, you know, just a little push, little, little, you know, little thorn in your side. But it, it was welcome, you know, under the right environment. Yeah. It reminds me of this, this meme that I have occasionally shared in, uh, in pull requests. And it's basically a picture of a cat. And he's got like a little label on his head that just says cat. And it's kind of like that's not really, you know, we know, we know it's a cat. We don't need to, to label it as a cat. <laughs> yeah. And the unfortunate thing is when we're starting out, this is pushed upon us. Comment each line. And I understand in the beginning while they're doing that because it's, it's just reinforcing what you're learning. It's not necessarily a practice that you're supposed to keep forever. But because it's kind of the way some developers learn, it sticks with them for maybe longer than it should. And they miss what I received, which was this challenge, right? So I'm not, again, just to disclaim a little bit, I'm not blanket statement, remove all comments everywhere from, you know, every source file. It's a challenge to look at a particular comment and say, is this necessary? Can it be removed and not affect the code? Okay, it is necessary. How could I change the code? Is there a way to change the code? So it is unnecessary. Yeah, and there's a there's a technique that we've talked about before where you like when you're working out the code you want to write you'll write pseudocode you know using comments which is a great technique um and i think that's sometimes how these kind of describing comments end up in there because people don't remove them after they've written the actual implementation exactly and i i think that's a good example because you know, I came across some code in a while back and I, I use it when I give kind of the base code talk at conferences or a workshop or something. But it, it's basically this little Twitter client. But one of the variables is a date, but then the comment says date for yesterday. And it's just kind of like, why didn't the variable name just be called yesterday? <laughs> like you already had the information all right there. So again, typically, even if the comment is beneficial in some regard, if you take a minute, again, you challenge yourself and say, hmm, can I get rid of this comment? How might I be able to get rid of this comment? You can normally see what bits of data in there are valuable and find a way to work that back into the code. Yeah. So what you sort of touched on there was a, a really good way of removing the necessity for a comment by incorporating what the comment had into a variable name, which I think is one of the, the great ways of doing it. And the other way is is extracting the code to um, to a method where the method can effectively say almost what the comment said, um, but as the method name. Exactly. 
Um, so yeah, I, I think that's a really like that's one of the the kind of go to ways to remove the necessity for a comment. Yeah, and oddly enough, it's funny because it's it's kind of just like this tendency. For some reason, it's easier to grab a comment and kind of just throw it above some code that's maybe you know relatively complex than it is to extract it to a private method. Like I don't know why. For some reason, in our heads, like. I think that some developers feel like a private method is heavier somehow or worse than a code comment. But the point is, is that yes, that's a that's a totally great refactor. Like take this complex code, abstract it to give yourself a chance to give it a name, which is probably being relayed by the comment, in order to remove the comment. Yeah. So did you want to sort of talk about cases where comments are okay? Sure. Because there's a few that come to my mind where I'm kind of, where I do use comments. Yeah, maybe let's take the, the last bit of the podcast here and uh, let's try to challenge it ourselves. Yeah, so like one of the, the classic examples that comes to my mind is anytime I have to specify a time in seconds, my kind of habit or go-to is to always put a comment beside it and just put what like a human readable version so like if it's because like oftentimes when you you might be specifying say 10 hours in seconds and you end up with this really long unreadable number so i'll put a little comment beside it saying 10 hours so i would make a constant ah okay yep and some people will think oh okay well uh i'm not gonna make a constant for every hour <laughs> well you don't have to you can make you know one constant for hour in seconds times 10 there's 10 hours yeah human readable no comment yeah, really good point, actually. I like that one. I might have to go and refactor some of my code. <laughs> no problem. What else you got? What about in a config file? I would consider the config file potentially something that falls under documentation. Yeah. And so I probably wouldn't go so far as to remove those. And so what about with the example I gave earlier um, of kind of explaining the why I did a certain hacky looking thing? I think if it's a hack that a future developer is going to question, even if it is readable code, they're going to question it and be like, why'd they do it that way? Even if it's future you. It's often is future me that's wondering what the hell past me was doing. <laughs> exactly. And so that's something a little bit different. That comment has now transcended the code. It's actually communicating to a human. Again, base code's all about human readability. So there's an exception there in my mind because you're kind of talking to yourself and saying, hey, J-Mac, two years from now, don't go changing this code. I know it's ugly, but here's why I did it. And those should be rare, though. People will justify a why for no reason, and it's a cooking show comment. Okay, it has to be something that otherwise would not have been clear with the code. Yeah. It's subjective, but... Again, you should lean more towards the side of removing it than keeping it. You know, we don't need to necessarily like water everything down, right? Otherwise, how do we improve? You know, how do we evolve the code if we're always just coding for the lowest common developer? Yeah, yeah, I agree. So is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Yeah, there's one more strategy in base code that's uh, a little bit helpful, I think, in this scenario. I call it the proximity rule. And again, this might be something that predates me, but it's just kind of what I always called it. And it's a good strategy for potentially removing comments. So let's say you have a relatively long uh, method and for some reason there's a little bit of code or, or an assignment that just you're having a hard time with. You're having a hard time finding a name or an abstraction or whatever. 
if you take that code and you bring it closer together, it kind of alleviates some of the confusion that existed maybe when that code was farther apart. So let's consider that date variable that I was talking about earlier, like in this Twitter client. And I, again, I think this example is, is in base code as well. But that might be somewhat of a hard variable to name. So even if we were to call it yesterday, that doesn't really tell me how I'm using yesterday. And if there's 30 lines of code in between there, while that's not necessarily a lot of code, I kind of might forget, even though I'm calling this thing yesterday, what's its data type and you know how did I set it or whatever. But if you take that assignment and you're not using it in those 30 lines, you can bring it closer to where it is used. Like so by proximity, now I can see it's kind of being used right here. And so sometimes having things closer together can kind of help potentially remove a comment or just give the reader, again, more context of like what's going on without having to have the comments kind of explaining all these breadcrumbs along the way. I think there used to be kind of like a, a bit of a practice where people would try and define all their variables at the start of the method and kind of like set up everything you're going to need for the method. Yeah. Even if you're not going to use it for, for 30 lines. It's definitely a traditional convention when it comes to like assignment statements or those types of things to kind of do it at the top. I know, you know, my educational background is in C and I know we were taught to kind of have it at the top and I can't for the life of me remember why necessarily. Maybe there is a technical reason and I'm sure somebody will let me know, but I can't for the life of me remember why other than just that's how we do it. So again, just these practices that were taught in the very beginning, while they were helpful at the time, can maybe be abandoned. We can take the training wheels off. Yeah. We can get rid of these comments in our code and you know push towards evolving the code in different ways than leveraging something which, again, is just, it's not code. Yeah. So just to bring things full circle and kind of wrap it up here, um, you know, that blog post, like I said, I kind of crafted it myself. And then someone... I think in one of the Reddit comments or even on the comments on the post itself pointed me to um, Rob Pike, which is kind of one of the godfathers of programming. He wrote a bunch of essays, you know, early 90s, 1990s, maybe even earlier than that, possibly. And there's several of them littered throughout base code. But my whole like thousand word blog post, like he just has this about comments in like five sentences, and I think it's great. So I'm just going to read it, and we'll kind of close with that. So uh, Rob Pike, he says, Comments are a delicate matter requiring taste and judgment. I tend to err on the side of eliminating comments for several reasons. First, if the code is clear and uses good type names and variable names, it should explain itself. Second, comments aren't checked by the compiler, so there is no guarantee they're right, especially after the code is modified. A misleading comment can be very confusing. Third, the issue of typography. Comments clutter code. And I just, I mean, he nails it. That's everything right there. Just all the three points that I think matter. And again, I know there's going to be some extremists out there that shoot that down somehow and find a loophole. But the challenge is remove comments for exactly what you know Rob Pike's talking about here and again he even starts the whole thing exactly with a disclaimer he says it's a delicate matter requiring taste and judgment so it's going to vary between all of us but challenge yourself to get rid of comments yep I'm going to go right now and see if I can remove some remove some comments <laughs> cool all right well we'll cut it off there uh what do we have next time I think it's Chapter eight. Next time, reasonable returns. Yeah, reasonable returns. So, uh, yeah, we're getting towards the end. Sounds good. 
Cool. All right. Well, I will see you next week. All right. See ya. Show notes for this episode can be found at basecodefieldguide.com slash seven.